0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Homelessness in Canada. The growing fear and the reality of homelessness. Homeowners facing major mortgage increases. If you have a variable mortgage, the um, interest rate, Bank of Canada interest rate just went to 4.75% rents are hugely more expensive and rental properties are dwindling in number Tim Richter is the founder and CEO of the Canadian Association Association rather to end homelessness and uh, he joins us on the Roy Green show Tim thank you for taking the time is the issue becoming more difficult is it become homelessness becoming more of a national concern than it might have been the last time you and I talked
1: Yeah, you know, Roy, uh, good afternoon. Great to to be here. I'm glad to be able to chat with you about this. Yeah, you know, uh, there's some new data since the last time we chatted. New federal government data shows that uh, homelessness has increased between 2018 and 2022 by about 12%, which means 263,000 Canadians will experience homelessness this year at least. And I think that's probably an underestimate. And, you know, to put that into context, as we watch wildfires ravaging the countryside in, in, in Canada, that, that number is uh, actually bigger than the biggest natural disasters in Canadian history. Yeah, well, so the same, you know, the number of people being ha- unhoused is equivalent to our largest natural disasters, and there's there's not the commensurate reaction to it. Yeah. We'll talk wildfires later on the program today, by the way.
0: So is it possible that Peter, who's been living in his car for four weeks, owned his own business. And during COVID, things went south, he lost the business. He's 60 plus, trying to find work. We may have been able to connect him with a prospective employer, I'm not sure yet. But is it possible that Peter and Bill, who'll be joining us from British Columbia, he and his wife are both working. They're living in their car, have been living in their car for a year and a half. They just can't make the connections between their personal economy and how much it's going to cost to get a, a place to live. Is it possible that, that that Peter and Bill fall through the cracks and really aren't defined as being homeless?
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of uh, a lot of people who experience homelessness don't touch systems. You know, they're they're like uh, those two gentlemen that you referred to who are uh, making you know doing their best to keep their heads above water but don't you know they don't enter the shelter system they don't contact uh, some of the mainstream services and and you know what you're seeing here is really just the cost of rent being just too high these these folks are working and yeah. they're working hard and they're doing their best and um, you know rent has gone up in a lot of communities over 30% year over year like yeah. that's not not sustainable
0: I'm getting emails received emails over the past few days from people who are living exactly that way, they sent emails. We're not like Peter living in our cars yet, but we're close. And if our rent goes up another three, four, or five hundred dollars, we will have no choice but to move in with our families if we can, couch surf if we have to, or live in our vehicles if that's the only other resort because we cannot afford. With the cost of living increases and the interest rate increases, we cannot afford to maintain our rental property. I've also heard from homeowners, um, Tim, who have said essentially the same thing. Our our mortgages have gone up so massively, we don't know how to live here anymore. Mm -hmm. But maybe at least they have some equity in their homes, potentially.
1: Yeah, well, and and you know you've heard of trickle down economics, so this is trickle down misery, right? Yeah, as yeah. as more people can't afford their mortgages, there, you know, some will, some may lose their homes or be forced to go into the rental market. Those, that means there's more people in a rental market that is shrinking, right. not growing in many ways. Canada needs 1.74 million units of. Uh, rental housing uh, in the next 10 years to restore affordability. In the last 30 years, Canada's only built 530,000 units. I mean, you know, we we have a a huge problem. And as more people go into the rental market, the people who uh, have less ability to pay more get pushed out the bottom, right? And end up living in the car.
0: So what eases the pressure? Do we have to count on interest rates coming down on inflation? slowing down and, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, becoming lesser. Mm-hmm. Um, is that, is that what we have to wait for or is there opportunity? And I don't like to look to governments for solutions for everything, but is there opportunity for governments to step in and at least provide some, well, make it, make it so that people don't have to make the decisions they're making in 2023.
1: Yeah. Well, governments absolutely have to step in in this circumstance, but governments alone can't do it. Right. The scale. So there's there's two things. One, we have to deal with the crisis in front of us in the short term. You know, there's governments can provide rent relief to individuals who are at risk. And that would prevent their homelessness, prevent them from getting pushed out of the rental market, into their cars and onto the streets. right? The United States, the Biden administration, has kept eviction eviction rates in the U.S. at pre-pandemic levels by doing exactly that. We called on the federal government to create a homelessness prevention and housing benefit in the last budget, which which they didn't. But that would prevent or stop or slow this wave of new homelessness we're seeing. But in the long run, we need to build more housing. We need to build a lot more rental housing and we need the private sector and the government engaged. Right. And, um, you know, Canada has in the past built a lot of rental housing, um, but is not doing so today. Why not?
0: Why, Why isn't it happening?
1: Well, in the it, it's in the in the seventies and eighties, the federal government uh, had measures like accelerated capital cost allowance that incented private sector construction of rental housing. Much of which is what people are living in today. They built two hundred thousand units in in about uh, eight years under a program called the MERB program. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that ended in the eighties. Uh, they stopped building affordable housing. And, you know, the economy grew and the housing didn't keep up, right? And so now we're in a situation we have a dire lack of of housing. So, you know, we got to find a way to keep people in their homes. We need to find a way to build more and find a way to keep the problem from getting worse. We're actually losing rental, affordable rental housing faster than we're building it in Canada.
0: Tim, how can our uh, listeners reach the Canadian Association to End Homelessness? How do they reach you?
1: Yep. Uh, Our website is caeh.ca. Check that out, and and you can reach out to us anytime. But, you know, the best thing your listeners can do right now is call their members of parliament, demand that the federal government take some action, demand that the provincial governments take some action, because they're all standing around watching this thing unfold. It's like watching the wildfires and doing nothing about it.
0: If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts,